What's up, guys? It's me, Jamie Wright, your host of Good Fortune. We're here to get into another weekly astrology forecast. This one is for the week of January 22nd through the 28th of 2024. We're almost at the end of January. (laughs) One month down, the entire future to go. As always, if you're enjoying Good Fortune, um, please hit that follow button or subscribe or whatever it is on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Leave a rating, leave a review, share with your friends, send me a note, tag me on Instagram at Jamie Elise Wright. That's in the show notes. Yes, my middle name is pronounced Elise, not Alice. Um, I don't correct people when they pronounce it wrong, but that is how it's pronounced. Um, Is that Libra rising of me? I don't know. Anyway, we're going to get into this forecast. Um, We are coming off a pretty wild week. Um, I'm recording this on Friday the 19th. Venus was squaring Neptune today. I was very exhausted, very spacey. And I feel like a warning that people give when Venus is squaring Neptune or there's any kind of Neptune transit going on is to like not sort of like spend so much time on social media or like watch kind of trashy TV or just like fall under the spell of some kind of media that like is being forced upon you or fed to you. Like be very choosy about the media you're you're paying attention to. And I, you know, I didn't do that at all. (laughs) Um, I woke up this morning and I've really been trying to be better about like looking at my phone in the morning. Like I've been trying to not look at my phone in the morning. And this morning, I don't know what it was, but I just got up and I was deep, deep in the scroll. And I like could not pull myself out of the scroll and then I realized that Venus was squaring Neptune I was like of course this is happening I'm falling under the spell of this media of something that's being fed to me um you know the one of the last times that Venus was square Neptune or the last time last year or in 2022 I think it was December 1st 2022 Venus was square Neptune And on that day, uh, it was when there was one of those like AI portrait generation trends going around, like everyone was like paying $6 to some random app to get all these portraits of themselves generated that were made with AI. And there were all these fairy ones and like Game of Thrones ones. I'm not interested in anything fantasy like that, but I did go pay the $6 and have these portraits made. And that is just what Venus square Neptune does to us. So anyway, as we begin this new week, you know, the week of the 22nd through the 28th, we are still a little bit in this Venus Neptune haze. And we are also coming off a weekend where we just had um, uh, Pluto moving into Aquarius (laughs) and Aquarius season beginning and sort of the dawn of the next era, the new era. And yes, this won't be sort of a 
We're not totally done with Pluto and Capricorn. Pluto will dip back into Capricorn from September 1st until November 19th of this year. But as I talked about last week as well, like 2024 is really this bridge between the past and the future, especially having to do with Pluto. Like we're really, we're like closing out that Pluto and Capricorn chapter, but we also are really beginning the Pluto and Aquarius chapter in a way that that chapter also began back in 2023. But in 2023, it was like a really short preview. It was the teaser trailer. (laughs) And this year, it's more like the full trailer is being released, or we're seeing the first five minutes of the movie. Um, And there's really, we're getting more clues about what this is actually going to be about in our personal lives and as a collective. So yeah, as we begin this week, we're coming off that Venus-Neptune confusion. We're coming off maybe some of these omens, these clues, these things that came to us around Pluto in Aquarius. You know, I say like whatever you were doing on the first day of a transit says a lot about what you're going to be doing for the rest of that transit. You know, and the way that people say what you do on New Year's Day relates to what you're going to be doing for that whole year or what I truly believe is like what happens on your birthday (laughs) says a lot about your coming year uh for better or for worse um and you know it's not always like a bad birthday means a bad year but it's really like what what were the clues what was really happening you know were you letting something go were you releasing something were you healing something were you celebrating something and that really sets the tone for the full year So as we go into this week, we're coming off all of that, and we go into Monday the 22nd, the moon is in Gemini, and the moon has been in Gemini since Saturday the 20th, and all day, Sunday the 21st, the moon was just kind of like hanging out, not making any aspects, just kind of vibing, like we're coming off, if you're listening to this on Sunday the 21st when it's released, like we're kind of just hanging in a little bit of a void. And on Monday the 22nd, the first aspect that we have is that at 8.21 a.m. we have the moon square Neptune. So after, you know, this kind of intense weekend or really an intense Saturday, Monday is still like we're hanging in a little bit of a hangover zone. That's always what I feel with the moon square Neptune. It's like you're a little spaced out. You're a little hazy. And this moon square Neptune is also bringing up the Venus square Neptune that went exact on Friday the 19th because the moon's next aspect is going to be a square to Venus at 3.39 p.m. So the moon is kind of, you know, putting a little button (laughs) on maybe a story that opened up on Friday or a feeling you were having. Um, But with the moon spending the whole day moving between Neptune and Venus, there really is just kind of this hazy, like, don't push yourself too hard. Don't try to work too hard. You know, obviously, if you have assignments, you have meetings, (laughs) you have things to get done, like, do them. But it's a very, like, take it slow, take it easy. Um... Also, sorry, at 3.39 p.m., the moon isn't squaring Venus. It's opposing Venus because the moon is in Gemini and Venus is in Sagittarius. Um, I think the vibes could be a little better, like once the moon is getting closer to that opposition with Venus. But still, it just it's kind of it feels like an in your feels kind of day. 
and even with the moon in Gemini that's so cerebral, like there's just not a lot of movement or a lot of idea flow. Um, and after the moon squares Venus, it goes totally void for about an hour and 12 minutes. And then at 4.50 p.m. Eastern on Monday, the moon enters Cancer. And here's where I feel like we're kind of like picking ourselves up <laughs> and trying again. Um, we're in a much more sort of like stable, productive place once the moon enters Cancer. Um, overnight, uh, Monday into Tuesday at 3.14 a.m. Eastern, the moon trines Saturn. And then at 3.50 a.m., Venus enters Capricorn. So Venus is coming to uh, one of an Earth sign, one of the Earth signs. And Venus doesn't necessarily have like a really high amount of what we call dignity in Capricorn, but I do think she's very refined there. You know, people with their natal Venus in Capricorn, their beauty has a lot to do with this sense of like tradition almost. And it doesn't mean tradition like, oh, it's like this stuffy person, this waspy person. Like it's not like <laughs> that kind of vibe, but it's like tradition in the sense of like you're dressing to like your traditions, you're dressing like your ancestors, you're dressing. Like it's definitely this sense of like wanting things to be quality, wanting to look refined, wanting to look elegant, but also wanting there to be like a real history to um, the way you style yourself and dress yourself and also just to the way you approach relationships. Um, you know, even though Venus and Capricorn, sometimes people might think like, oh, it's a Saturn sign. That person's wearing all black. That person's wearing gray. Um, but I have a good friend with Venus and Capricorn who's a Libra rising and she's one of the most stylish people I know. And everything she wears is so colorful and bright. Um, but she's also a person who like knows a lot about fabric and a lot about designers and a lot, and she like really knows the history of every piece of clothing she has and can like tell you where she got it and who sold it to her and like what line it was from. And, um, there's something about Venus and Capricorn that's really like respecting the craft, respecting the work and respecting the history of both clothing and also beauty and also just like all things related to love and connection. And so with Venus now in Capricorn, we're moving out of this more sort of freewheeling Venus and Sagittarius phase and into this Venus era where we're really checking our work. And this is Venus and Capricorn, like relationship wise, love wise, it's definitely a time where the connections we're creating are we're thinking more like long-term quality. We're thinking more like uh, the long game. We're thinking more big picture. We're thinking more stable, sturdy foundations. And this energy taking us into Tuesday is like, okay, we just had all these shifts. We're coming out of some confusion. <laughs> we're coming out of the like epoch changing hangover. And so now like, what are the rules I need to establish? What are the things I need to set up? What can I be you know, reverent to almost in this time. How do I want to set up my altar is something that's coming to me with Venus going into Capricorn. Um, and the moon uh, at 5.12 a.m. is then going to sextile Jupiter. Um, so this is all like sort of overnight Monday into Tuesday. We have like the moon with Saturn, the moon with Jupiter, Venus going into Capricorn, 
there's just this really like, there's a solidity arriving (laughs) that we've been missing for the past few days. Um, Then all day, after that moon sextile Jupiter at 5.12 a.m. Eastern on Tuesday, the moon is spending the rest of the day getting herself in some pretty (laughs) tricky situations. So at 3.53 p.m., the moon is going to oppose Mercury. At 8.44 p.m., the moon is going to oppose Mars. And at 11.03 p.m., the moon is going to square Chiron. And all of these influences, you know, in my mind, they kind of lead to the sense of like overthinking, a little bit of stress, a little bit of heat, and also a lot of like emotional, um, just some, some sticky emotional stuff coming to the surface. Like there's going to be some pressure and stress on the second half of the day on Tuesday, Um, so even though there are more like boundaries being set and things being set up, there's maybe also a harshness to that, or it's a little bit of whiplash of like, oh, I was kind of (laughs) like sitting in this haze of my big picture, but now I have to like get to it and get to the work. Um, but also if you really have stuff to do, if you have an assignment, especially if there's writing to do if there's just a lot of activities and events to do that moon opposing Mercury and the moon opposing Mars on Tuesday is really energizing and really stimulating for thoughts. And so there is a lot of good energy to kind of like plow through work and get things done. But if there's not a lot on your plate, you might also feel yourself feeling just, you might be internalizing that a bit more. So just, you know, be gentle with yourself uh, definitely it's like save the assignments you have for Tuesday because Monday not a lot is getting done but Tuesday there's definitely energy to just like think through something plow through something like run into something and the thing also is that once the moon opposes Mars at 8 44 p.m. on Tuesday the moon is then basically void until uh, until Thursday So Wednesday, the 24th, the moon is still in cancer at 4.58 a.m. The moon squares the nodes at 5.23 a.m. The moon sextiles Uranus and at 5.58 p.m. The moon trines Neptune before going fully void. And so really on Wednesday, the moon is only interacting with the nodes and interacting with these outer planets, Uranus and Neptune. The moon trining Neptune in for most of the day on Wednesday does give this very, um, again, like there's a softness to that. There's a romance to that. There's a little bit of a spaciness to that. It's very artistic, very creative, but also very sensitive, very emotional. But again, Wednesday is this day that feels a little voidy to me. And it feels like if you're not careful, like... It's going to be a day where you're like digging, (laughs) just like digging, you know, messy stuff that maybe doesn't have any business being in your life right now to the surface. Like it's just energetically sensitive, I would say. Um, So again, like I think Wednesday is a great day with the moon being so voidy to like, you know set things aside that you want to finish that day, you know, maybe, and maybe you're going out because also we're leading up to a full moon that's going exact on Thursday. So there might be a lot of invitations and a lot of social stuff going on amidst some of this kind of confusion this week, but Wednesday is a day where it's like, 
I think that moonshine Neptune is is a good sort of easy night out, a good night out with friends, good night to see a movie, um, have a nice dinner, have a nice bottle of natural wine, <laughs> um, have some nice snacks. But sorry, my Jupiter and Taurus is popping out right now. Um, but it's definitely a sensitive day. And it's a day that like you're best served by just being like, okay, what do I need to finish versus what do I need to begin? Um, then Thursday, the 25th at 2 36 AM overnight, we have the moon entering Leo. And so now we're in a whole different world. <laughs> the moon is in a fire sign. The moon is about to be full. We're coming towards this full moon and things are heating up with the moon going into Leo. You know, we've been in this hazy space and we've been in this sensitive space this week. And now we're engaging with fire. And the moon's first aspect once she enters Leo is an opposition to Pluto. And that's going to happen at 2.52 a.m. Eastern. So if you're in Europe, it's actually happening right sort of first thing in the morning. But... For those of us in the U.S., it's it's going to be overnight or late night on the West Coast. And um, it's definitely like you're maybe not going to notice it too much. But what's significant about this moon opposing Pluto is that this is the first time a planet will make an aspect to Pluto since Pluto has entered Aquarius. Um and so there is a little bit of a message maybe coming out about uh, the Pluto and Aquarius transit, about things that needs to need to transform, things that need to change. Um, but because this aspect is happening overnight while most people are sleeping or everyone on the East Coast is probably sleeping, like what exactly is going on might not be clear. But we're going to have much more activation of Pluto and Aquarius in February as all of the other planets go into Aquarius and we have a bunch of conjunctions and that's when we're really going to be getting a lot of strong downloads about what Pluto and Aquarius is really about. But if you happen to be up late on Wednesday into Thursday or you're on the West Coast or you're in Europe, pay attention around 2.52 a.m. Eastern, there might be some sort of significant kind of feeling or download around Pluto and Aquarius. After the moon opposes Pluto at 12.15 p.m., we have Mars square Chiron. So, you know, we're a little bit out of that sensitivity <laughs> that we've been in, but Mars square Chiron, you know, Chiron is always bringing up a healing journey. And this is healing through actions, healing through movement. The last time Mars and Chiron connected was on December 14th, um, right back around when Mercury retrograde began and we had the new moon in Sagittarius. Um, so I'd think back to then about how your sort of healing was moving, how it was feeling, what actions you were taking, and whatever was sort of feeling maybe easier then, you're feeling more challenged by now because Mars and Chiron are now in a square, which is this 90 degree angle, which brings this kind of heat and this kind of challenge and sometimes a bit of a frustration. Um, but right after Mars square Chiron goes exact, we have a full moon at five degrees Leo. That happens at 12.53 p.m. Eastern on Thursday, the 25th. And the full moon in Leo, I always think of as like glam time. <laughs> like it makes sense to me actually that we always have like 
awards season kind of like it's very hollywood glam red carpet like full moon and leo is like red carpet vibes but the full moon in leo always happens in the winter it always happens during aquarius season so it's like okay we're in this season where usually i want to just like be in my snuggie on the couch but full moon in leo is like let me get glammed up and go out and show myself off um and the moon's first aspect after that full moon go- goes exact is that at 3.46 p.m., the moon squares Jupiter. So this full moon is actually really joyous. It's really effusive. There's growth here. Um, and if you're a person who has placements in the early degrees of the fixed signs, so the early degrees of Taurus, Leo, Scorpio, or Aquarius you especially might be feeling really kind of empowered and really like, I want to go out. I want to push myself to do something. I want to take this to the next level. Um, there is something really joyous about this full moon. Last week's full moon in Leo, or not last week's, last year's full moon in Leo, which I believe was February 5th of 2023. That full moon, the first aspect the moon made after the after it went full, exactly, was a square to Uranus. Uranus being this sort of disruptor, this innovator, this change maker. And that full moon was just such more of like a jolt to the system, a scare. This full moon feels more like an ease into something. Um, It's like getting glam, but then like putting on makeup and doing your hair, but then just to like sit in your robe on the couch. Um, but there's some really nice energy with this full moon. I think it's a great time to be putting yourself out there, sharing yourself, sort of writing the thesis statement, grabbing attention. Um, yeah. And after the moon squares Jupiter at 3:46 PM Eastern on Thursday, the moon is then pretty much going void. Um, again, until about Saturday afternoon. Um, so we're, we're having this full moon and then there might be after that, making that big splash, there might be a little bit of full moon burnout, full moon exhaustion, you know, full moons are times that we want to, it's like showtime and you want to party, but showtime party time, it can also be work. It's work to host party. It's work to show up to a party It's work to be present (laughs) and it's really scary to be present. And this full moon in Leo is, I think actually a lot about that. It's about the, like how frightening it is to like be present and show up and be yourself, but also how joyous it is when you just go through with it and commit to the bit. Um, Friday, the 26th, the moon is still in Leo at 9.48 a.m., we have Mercury Square Chiron. So again, this sort of Chiron healing journey is being triggered a little bit. We're getting a little taste. And on Thursday, we were getting more of a taste in regards to like how we're moving through our healing, moving through our forgiveness. What actions are we taking? This Mercury Square Chiron is more about our mind. And... It's interesting because the last time we had this Mercury and Chiron connected was back in early December, and it was right before Mercury's retrograde began. Um, 
And so there might be something that um, felt easier before that Mercury retrograde. So before December, like there was some sort of thought process you were in that felt easier that you're now kind of on the next step of the healing journey with. It's like, okay, (laughs) we had that Mercury retrograde. I worked through my feelings on that situation, but now I'm sort of Um, I'm coming up to my next challenge and how can I move through this and how can I also acknowledge that like healing isn't linear and these processes aren't linear and conversations and relationships aren't linear. Um, And the only other aspect all day on Friday the 26th is that at 4.19 p.m. the moon squares Uranus. So the moon is pretty much void after Thursday afternoon, but this moon square Uranus is like a little bit of a jolt (laughs) to the system. Um, and there might be some, maybe like a kind of little surprise, a little shock or like, yeah, maybe just like an unexpected outcome from what you were putting out there at the full moon the day before. Um, and we'll leave it at that. Um, it might not, it's probably not going to be a big deal. (laughs) It might just be like the, it's literally like, the moon square Uranus is like the lights flicker, both literally and figuratively. Um, and, you know, but sometimes that light flicker, if the lights hadn't flickered, the path would be totally different. You know, the path you're on would be totally different if the lights had never flickered. Um, then we go into Saturday the 27th. And this day, this week is really interesting because we kind of have this like slow, like even though it's a full moon week, there's this almost like plodding kind of like step by step by step feeling for most of the week. And then Saturday and Sunday, it's just like action, action, action. Like there's a lot happening. Um, And Saturday the 27th at 2.18 a.m. overnight, we have the sun square Jupiter. And I always think about the sun square Jupiter as like, it's almost like these two alphas are coming into contact with each other. Like the sun's like, I'm the brightest guy in the sky. And Jupiter's like, well, I'm the biggest guy in the sky. And they, you know, do a little dance. They sort of face, they're not facing off. They're actually like kind of coming at each other. But ultimately when these two guys are coming at each other, they're like mostly spreading good stuff, but it's again, like sun square Jupiter is when people's egos can get a little out of hand. And this influence is not just going to be felt on Saturday. It's really going to be felt like this entire week, um, especially around that full moon on Thursday. And so as much as that full moon is like (laughs) the, like, as I described it, like the sheer terror of being present, like, There is a sense of, like, ego happening. There's a sense of, like, who's, who's, like, overshine, who's, like, outshining you? Who's, like, taking up your space? Um, It's, yeah, Sun Square Jupiter, I always feel it's, like, it's really effusive and exciting, and it sort of brings up optimism and makes people feel good but it sometimes can like let things get a little out of control. But if you really need a boost, take the boost. (laughs) But just also be aware that like everyone around you is also getting a boost and is kind of like on one in their own way. And that, yeah, that's like going to be very present on Saturday. 
And what's really interesting is that sun square Jupiter goes exact at 2.18 a.m. Eastern on Saturday. And then at 2.35 a.m. Eastern on Saturday, Uranus stations direct. So this is Uranus, the planet of change and upheaval and, you know, lightning flashes, rebellion, (laughs) queerness. Um, And Uranus stationed retrograde back at the very end of August. And so we're returning to like... Whenever Uranus is stationing, either direct or retrograde, it's like we're getting that Uranian impulse, which is really like the impulse of Promethean fire, just like really distilled and really present and really hanging over everything. And so I talked about how on Friday there's almost this moment of like the lights flickering. That's happening again with this Uranus stationing direct. There's like this, there's the lights are flickering. (laughs) And perhaps those flickering lights are trying to tell you something, like have a little bit of a message for you. Um, Uranus likes to play tricks. Uranus also likes to give us options. But ultimately what I'm saying with all of this is like expect the unexpected, on Saturday. Expect some shakeups, expect schedules to change, things to change, ideas to change, like plans to change. Um, especially just around like Leo type things, Taurus type things, like Aquarius type things, like these fixed things that usually we were like, no, I know what that is. I have a very clear idea of that. With Uranus stationing direct, it's like, no, you don't. <laughs> you don't even know what this is. We're, this, there's a whole new story that needs to be told. Um, then at 9.58 a.m. on Saturday, we have Mercury conjunct Mars in Capricorn. And this is a really interesting aspect because we've actually had two other Mercury-Mars conjunctions in the past few months. And... Usually we only have Mercury conjunct Mars like once every two years, but because, or I guess once a year, once a year we have it, but because of the way Mercury was retrograde and the way Mars was moving, we're having it three times. And so we had Mercury conjunct Mars back on October 29th in Scorpio Then we had it on December 27th in Sagittarius. And now we're having it on Saturday, the January 27th um, in Capricorn. And what's really interesting is that Scorpio and Capricorn are the signs where Mars is in his real power, in one of his home signs and in his signs of exaltation. Mercury conjunct Mars in Scorpio and Mercury conjunct Mars in Capricorn are like a... uh, excellent army general just like barking it's like barking orders and like getting stuff done being blunt making a point it's like a sick burn (laughs) it's a sick burn that like moves the narrative forward whereas mercury conjunct mars and sagittarius which is what was happening on december 27th is like another kind of sick burn but it's a sick burn that's like kind of a joke (laughs) kind of unwieldy and you don't know where it's going. But that's all to say that like with this sun square Jupiter, Uranus stationing direct and Mercury conjoining Mars, 
there's something a little bit explosive on Saturday the 27th, and there's this real, like, people are going to be up on their soapboxes <laughs> saying stuff you never would have expected them to say, and you might be doing it too, and that's just to say, if you feel compelled to do that, um, just know that you might change your mind, or know that once one you might change your mind but two also especially with mercury conjunct mars and capricorn like your words have consequences <laughs> um and like what you say really does matter and so like if your pen your speech you know what you're posting on social media like you have something sharp to say make it count because the message is going to travel um, then at 2 11 PM, sorry to segue to the next aspect Two eleven PM on Saturday, we have the moon entering Virgo, which is gonna cool some of this intensity down, going to bring us to a more grounded space, grounded level. Um, and at 11 23 PM on Saturday, we have Mercury square, the nodes. So we have Mercury activating those eclipse points. And those eclipse points really bring up this journey we're on with the North Node in Aries and the South Node in Libra, where we're really in this push and pull between relationship and selfishness or like balance and sort of choosing ourselves, you know, balance, like balancing with others and just going our own way. And with Mercury hitting that nodal axis, it definitely is adding to that energy of like what you're saying right now, it matters and is important and like make it count. And it's what you're saying now is also part of this larger story that began back in the summer of 2023 when the nodes first entered Libra and Aries. And so like, how are you communicating that journey that you're on. Okay, Sunday the 28th, the moon is still in Virgo. Um, overnight at 1.03 a.m. So this is this will also be in effect on Saturday, but we're really gonna be feeling it more on Sunday. I believe this is when we're gonna have Venus sextile Saturn. Um and Venus sextile Saturn is a really grounding aspect. And especially because Venus is in Saturn's sign, like this is a real kind of like, like uh, Saturn is actually, Saturn and Venus are actually both getting kind of a boost from this relation, from this connection between the two of them, because Saturn is in the sign of Venus's exaltation. So like they basically it's like, they both love visiting each other's homes and have a lot to share with each other. And um, these two meeting up overnight, Saturday into Sunday is like, okay, all of this, like all that was bubbling up all this, these past few days on Saturday, like let's get back to basics. Let's ground down into something. Um, and at 2.20 p.m., the moon is going to oppose Saturn. And I feel like that's a very, like, okay, this sort of chaos that was going on Saturday, we're, we're putting on the brakes and we're hitting pause. And, you know, we got that stuff out there. But now we have to really get grounded. We have to get serious. Because one of the big highlights of Sunday is that we have Venus and Capricorn 
Jupiter and Taurus and the moon in Virgo. And these three planets and earth signs are forming a grand earth trine, which is real, a really a stabilizing force, really grounding force, really like <laughs> let's figure out what we need, how to be, how, what stability we need, what stasis we can find, what foundations we need to build. Um, at 2.28 a.m., the moon is going to trine Venus. At 4.10 a.m., the moon is going to trine Jupiter. Um, and really, this whole day, we have this really nice, just like grounding energy that will conclude at the end of Sunday, when at 8.01 p.m., we also have Venus trine Jupiter, with Venus in Capricorn and Jupiter in Taurus. And Venus, Jupiter trines, like Venus and Jupiter are the two good guy planets. <laughs> so when they team up... There's just this sense of just feeling good, feeling abundant, feeling protected, feeling like it's all going to be okay. And with Venus connecting with Saturn on the same day, it's just this real sense of like, okay, we can do this. <laughs> we, can, we can build a life. What's tricky about Sunday is that amidst this grounding force, we also have at 9.19 a.m. we have Mars squaring the nodes. So we have Mars bouncing off, you know, these two nodes of fate. On Saturday, we had Mercury doing that. And with Mercury, it's our mind. It's our communication. It's what we're saying. It's what we're thinking. With Mars, it's what we're doing. It's what we're running into. It's what our actions are. Um... And so there maybe is a little bit of an itchiness, a little bit of a like wanting again to strike, wanting to nail something down, wanting to like dive into something. Um, and also on Sunday, we have Mercury trine Uranus, this planet of, you know, innovation and experimentation. And Mercury trine Uranus is very like, oh, I'm, I'm sort of like easing into a new idea. I'm easing into change, but there's again that like spark behind it. There's electricity, the lights are flickering. And how is that changing your mind? How is that changing your thoughts? Um, so both of the Mars square, the nodes and the Mercury trine Uranus are adding this kind of like spiciness <laughs> to what otherwise would be like a very sort of grounding chill day, like a day where I'd be like, Everyone needs to be like fully organizing their closets, <laughs> um, you know, dusting the bookshelves, cleaning things out. But there is something futuristic going on. There's something inventive going on. There's just something new going on on Sunday. So lean into it all um, this week. Definitely over the weekend, the 27th and the 28th, my eyes are on those dates for just loud statements and big changes and like the tides to be turning. But this whole week is a really interesting week. Um, you know, we've had this pretty chill month of January for the most part, but this week is one like we're really moving and we're really getting into more of the textures of what 2024 is going to bring. Um, so just before we sign off to go over the exact aspects on Tuesday, the 23rd, 3.50 a.m., we have Venus entering Capricorn. On Thursday, the 25th, we have Mars square Chiron, and we have the full moon at Leo, in, at Leo, in Leo, <laughs> um, both going exact around noon on Thursday. 
On Friday the 26th, we have Mercury Square Chiron. On Saturday the 27th, we have Sun Square Jupiter, Uranus stationing direct, Mercury conjunct Mars, and Mercury squaring the nodes. It's a lot. And on Sunday the 28th, we have Venus sextile Saturn, Mars squaring the nodes, Mercury trine Uranus, and Venus trine Jupiter. That's all for this week. I'm wishing you the best. I'm wishing you luck. Uh, I'm wishing you to say what you got to say or don't. (laughs) Um, But I'm wishing you to have the space that you need. And until next time, uh, I'll talk to you later. Mm -hmm.